yeah, I tried to I tried to watch stuff, but Megan's been home a lot, and uh, I've had to put her through a bunch of James Bond movies, and I can understand why she women don't like them. I am a little. Bit I never want to watch bugged. another James Bond movie again after this. I'm going to be completely honest with you. <laughs> Mission Impossible next. I'm watching them all in order. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that for a while, and I was like, uh, I could, <laughs> I could, I could completely understand where Nick's coming from. I, I understand. I understand that. I really do. And that's why this is. That's why this one's exciting about when we get into Sky uh, Skyfall. That's that's where I found like, okay, this is. All right, there's hope. I can start off with a train spotting quote. Oh, or you could do the... <laughs> The Bill what? Burr quote. The Bill <laughs> Burr quote about him. Oh, what's what's the Bill Burr quote about James Bond? Sometimes you have to slap them around, punch <laughs> them in the eye, and reset their hard drive. Oh my! <laughs> oh my God! Change <laughs> <laughs> <is> your outtake. <laughs> I was gonna say Goldfinger's better than Doctor No. Both of them are a lot better than Diamonds Are Forever. A judgment reflected in its relatively poor showing at the box office, and in which field, of course, Thunderball was a notable success. Welcome to Media Monsters. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing the one and only James Bond over the course of five films, some of which we've seen, some of which some of us haven't. And you know what? That's okay. That's an intro. <laughs> and some of them which... There it is. We wish that we didn't see them. Yeah. Can we throw train spotting in this too then? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. I would love to. Nick would love to talk train spotting with you. <laughs> uh, I'd love nothing more. Alex, I'll I'll let you introduce everybody since it's your uh, Alex. <laughs> oh, so tonight right. tonight I will uh in the in the vein of going with you know provocative names for James Bond, I will now be known as Mo Beaver. Oh man! Oh man! I I thought you were gonna pick Bambi or Thumper. Mo Beaver. So, uh, um, so joining us tonight, joining us tonight is Alex Snyder. Alex Snyder is someone that I bonded with uh, in his tenure where I work. Um, I probably even gave off some really nasty vibes at first, and a little bit intimidating. Like that's the jerk in the corner who screams about work and uh him and i bonded over movies uh we bonded over his love of anna taylor joy and and the the blade runner girl i forget what her name is that's actually anna anna Armas. he loves I, her. one of the best bond girls <laughs> so that's how that's how alex and i we started waxing about movies bob mendel Bob Mendel is a man. I have no idea how long I've known Bob Mendel, and I have no idea how I've, Bob. I have no idea how I've met how I met Bob Mendel, other than at Honeydew in Fairhaven, Massachusetts. <laughs> Bob Mendel and I have been good friends for a very long time. Um, he is he is a man of many talents. He is a man of uh, strong vocal cords and a man of about <laughs> twenty seven bands. 
<laughs> he, only two right now. I but he is a man that loves movies as much as as the rest of us, and he is a uh, he is surprisingly a natural choice. If you told me eight months ago that Bob was a big James Bond fan, I would not believe you. So this was this was a great choice for the for these two guys to be joining us, and I'm very excited to have you guys with us tonight. Thank you, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, um, I know you wanted to start in chronological order, so uh, that leaves us with On Her Majesty's Secret Service, uh, the single one and only George Lazenby movie. <laughs> so yeah, I I started with On Her Majesty's Secret Service, 1969. It gets released. It's number six in the chronological film order of James Bond. This is right after Sean Connery did his, uh, number five. Uh, George Lazenby comes in and does number six. This is a, the short synopsis is that Blofeld is basically under the guise of uh, running an allergy in, uh, research institute, is secretly trying to uh, make the world sterile. And on top of him making the world sterile, he's also trying to make all the livestock sterile, all the the cereals <laughs> sterile. And uh, essentially, from what it what I can tell, he's he's trying to create a master race of you know earlobeless Blofelds around <laughs> around the world. <laughs> and that's the long story short. Just as uh, I found with a lot of James Bond movies, it's a pretty basic plot for the most part on all of them. It's there's one guy tra trying to take over the world and James Bond is there to seduce women and beat people up and get punched. That's it. My impression on the film, I think it's, it's wacky. It's a wacky movie. It's a, it's a, it's absolutely a wacky film in my book. To me, it was probably the most entertaining one I've seen uh, in, in the bunch just because it was so ludicrous in my book. That's, that's my take on it. It's a, it's a pretty much a ludicrous movie. And, but on top of that, it's pretty much a product of its time and what it's Very catering, so. what it's catering to and the audience it's catering to. I almost would think that this is a movie that they were on acid when they directed this movie, because this <laughs> is, this movie's insane. This is the most <laughs> ludicrous movie I've ever seen in I'm gonna let you guys take it from here. Uh, Did you like when he talked directly to the camera and said, "This never happened to the other guy"? Oh, that is the greatest <laughs> thing. After he almost gets hooked, <laughs> but that was that. I think that that moment right there is, uh, it that won me over. Yeah, that reeled me in because I was like, "This is a this is this is the definition of campiness in the in the James Bond." Uh, universe in my book it's just wacky all over 100 whack it's a it's a whack job show that i'm like this movie's insane this yeah. movie is absolutely insane it's interesting uh, that you say that because i felt like george lazenby was like oddly enough kind of the most like subdued bond of all the ones yeah. that we've watched he is yeah. he's he, is. he doesn't really deliver a lot deliver a lot of like quips and stuff he's he says like a few here and there but you know for the most part he's like Kind of like calm and cool and collected in a way that we didn't really see Bond ever do after that. Well, maybe with Daniel Craig. Can I but... just say boring? <laughs> He's the Dude, boring not, Bond. Not necessarily. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. He's yeah, he's he's funny, man. Like he he's 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 funny, man. He's he's a funny character as a yeah. James. Like you said, he's subdued, but he's also funny in his in his calmness. In my book. yeah. One thing I noticed about this film is 
the fight scenes are ridiculous. Yeah, they're, they're they're sped up like a like a Benny Hill film, a Benny Hill show. <laughs> <laughs> between and between it, that and with the the fight scenes, it's very much quick cutting, which back then was not something you saw very often. It, it's which erratic. Made it feel a little more more modern, because something I noticed as I'll get into with some of the films after this is some of them felt like they were from the early fifties in the way that they were shot and cut, versus mm-hmm. this one, which felt it was a very almost. 80s action film almost I, really i i picked up it was very much like um if one one film that comes to mind is in and i'm always going to think about this is uh what's new pussycat and i don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever seen that it's erratic and funny in its own way but it's very much like it, when i say it's a product of the time you can just definitely tell that it's embracing i, I feel like it's pandering towards the free love movement but it's but it's also pandering towards the business class. Like we've got a guy who's free loving, and almost like this is such a, a an almost like psychedelic weird film in its in its own aspect. But it's very much we're still appealing towards the gentleman businessman, um, and in his fantasy. Yeah. Well, so, the fact I mean the fact that they marry James Bond at the end, and then okay, we'll get into that. That's they retcon that pretty quick. Uh, yeah, that's did they? Shame. Did they? Because <laughs> License to Kill, they referenced the fact that he was married once. I'm just Bruce saying they, they kill her off, retconning it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, they do it like immediately. They're like immediately. <laughs> and I mean, they, like, no, I... they they killed her at the end. Yeah, they, but they, they also get married, married at, the, at end. the end. Huh? They get married at the end. The actual ceremony is at the end. Mm-hmm. I, and they're I driving know. pretty much away from the ceremony yeah. and they kill her. Yeah. Yeah, but you said it happens pretty fast. I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's fast into his marriage. It's in the, it's in the same five minutes. Yeah. yeah I, I know, but it's 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 early on in his marriage. He must not have loved her that much. It was a business deal. We know it was. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> thank dude. So let's let's get into this, okay? It, 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 it's such a basic plot. It's such a basic plot. It's the um, same plot of every one of them. It's pretty much the same <laughs> shit. Just with a is. different MacGuffin. All know? of these are the same shit every time. It but is. We'll get it into is. that. We'll get into that. But the best thing is, so I don't know if you guys realize this, that M, Q, and Money Penny are the same three actors for that play that play them that hold on to that role for a pretty substantial amount of yeah. time. Bernard yeah. Lee holds yes. on to it. Uh, Desmond Lewin holds on to it for a while up until Ben Winshaw Wishaw takes over or do they even No, I think uh during John Pierce, Cleese's are yeah, Pierce Pierce Brosnan era had John Cleese's Q for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but that's no, true. they yeah. called didn't then... they call him R and he was just like basically a rip off of Q. He was like a lower <laughs> Maybe. Q. Maybe. Yeah. He, I think I think so. And then the first the first two Craig movies there was no Q. Yeah, but it was reintroduced in Skyfall as a request from Daniel Craig. So that that's the thing is it so Money Penny's Money Penny still has it in this one. It, it, <laughs> he she definitely still has it. She has her feminine approach. She's not looking like an old maid. I think at this yeah. point she's kind of accepted the fact that she ain't getting him. I mean, dude's got a girl in the closet. So that's pretty. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you notice when? Okay, so when they open the closet, it's so 
it's so like i've trapped you in, in this closet <laughs> she's like she's like a, a a hurt deer in the closet like please don't whip me anymore <laughs> and it's 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 so funny dude and but he does like you mentioned his quips he has very little quips but he's got some good ones about yeah. like hey this never happened to the other guy and then the shit with it where he's like oh it's magnetic or whatever the whatever he well, says he, about... he said something during the skiing scene after the after the fargo thing oh happens. no no the mag the magnetic thing is, is sorry that's what happens when you watch three of them in, in two days is you get two different blends <laughs> i was they oh my god they definitely the... all blend into each other you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, this again yeah that, that's and that's 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 really funny is just but that so the fight scenes are so ridiculous. They're so funny. But that like, moment during the ski chase, the like the Fargo bit where he falls into so the like, that, I can't believe they did that oh, back yeah. then. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it was very graphic. So, do you think? Okay, I'm gonna put it out there. How rapey is he in this? He's not. He's not super rapey. He's super sexual. I don't think he's, he's very rapey rape. in this one at all. Like, like the but, girls literally yeah. are jumping on him. Because they got Telly Savalas. Like, you know what I mean? But <laughs> come on. They're at, they're at dinner, right? They're at dinner with, uh, where they, you know, he's, he, it's, okay, they're at dinner with him and, and they're showing well, like the different eth ethnicities. Some of them are interested. Some of them are bored out of their mind. Yeah, but did you see the banana? It's like, dude, how much can you play? How much are you trying to get away with of in course. this movie? Like, dude, I'll give it this. They push sexuality in this. They put, I think they pushed sexuality more than they pushed uh, male bravado in this one. But definitely Probably. his quip, I think his quips are good in this. I think they're really, really good. You guys like him. I'm, I'm not about him, dude. I'm not. I, I think after watching, him. after watching the documentary, I like him even more because he's just like the kind of almost like an the every, every man kind of an actor. Like he, he was, he was a model. And he kind of got the role, like not even wanting the role. Like, you know, his his buddy was going for the role, and then he ended up going in, and and they ended up liking him because he had a sh like pretty much an a arrogant attitude. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, I I just and then hearing about like how the pushback with him and and everyone on the set on for that movie, and then hearing about how he was like done with the studio and. He showed up to the to the premiere with a beard and and long hair, and they were pissed about that. Like he was, they're like, James Bond don't have a beard. He's like, George Lazenby does. You know what I mean? Like it was just, he just kind of embodied like the every man sticking it to the to their boss. You know, it was it was the Stone Cold Steve Austin of uh, <laughs> of of Double uh, Sevens. You know, did he did he want to continue? No, he didn't. He did not. It's so. he 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 has quotes saying that he that he did not want to continue the part. Yeah. And there's also in one of the terms of the sexuality stuff, there's actually a quote from Diana Rigg, who was the main Bond girl in this, that actually says the that wife? she never noticed that he was attracted to her at all during filming. Which is which she said was like uncommon because men were just crazy over her. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's well, the wife, right? The the wife. Yeah. The, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's because because yes. he literally was like, he kind of was James Bond in real life. Like chicks were like losing their shit for that guy. He was a model, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just it's really funny because this and another one, you definitely see that like they're just going through emotions sometimes. I think in a way, and 
this one feels very disconnected. There's, it just seems super disconnected. It, who the hell thought of let's let's change up Blofeld to to Telly Savalas? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> well, they, what a fucking weird move. Like you're a, talking, a lot of the Blofelds were were like wow wow you know what I mean? It just didn't. Yeah. You know? And I get like that I, was his thing. He keeps changing. He keeps changing his appearance. But come on, like this was really, really bad. And the one thing that drove me nuts, it's like, and I had to go back and double check that it wasn't like his twin brother. But I'm like, are, are, are you joking? You don't know it's him? Like yeah. what? Like why? Because he's got glasses on. He's not fucking Clark Kent here. You know what I mean? But that it I mean, was just so weird. It's like, dude, to go you, from like Malcolm McDowell to him eventually, it's like what? It didn't make sense. And it didn't make sense. And and you go, you go, okay, so maybe that's maybe that's kind of the joke on the mini me thing. It's kind of like if Actually, you look no, at not no, no, but whoever yeah, whoever played Blowfell before. Yeah, no, it was uh bigger Luke. Luke. what? It was uh it was Loomis from from Halloween. Uh yeah, oh, exactly, yeah. exactly. Donald but, Pleasance? Donald yes, Pleasance. It was Donald Pleasance, it. that's who it was. So you my, go my bad. You look at that and you go, okay, so look at Donald Pleasance and then look at Telly Savalas. Telly Savalas, from what I understand, is, is a very larger stature man. He's oh, pretty yeah. much a taller. I mean, he looks like a mafia enforcer. Yeah. You know, for, and that's, it was just so, it was so weird to even, to even have that. Like, what, that's why I'm like, was this like the idea is they were on, they were on acid because this is insane. This is just absolutely insane. And I just didn't, it just didn't, it didn't feel like a real true outing effort in any connection to anything else. I, other than I think the... it worked well as its kind of own solitary story within the James Bond mythos. If you told like, me that I... that was like 008 or 9 or whoever else. <laughs> no, I would. I would no, like, I, and okay, I think I it's good it. that George Lazenby did this one because I, I think he fits with this story better than Sean Connery would have. Yeah, it's just I can I can picture I can. To me, he's a he's a way more fit, even though you, you, which is pretty crazy because Sean Connery was Mister Universe at one point, but he just seems was a little bit really? more. Yeah, he was. That's he was, know. and so he goes. You look at him and you go, okay, he can. The guy can fight. He's wiry enough, and he he's agile, so he must be a little bit more agile. Versus Sean Connery is like pretty much an oaf in a way, or oaf in a way, but he. And nothing not to take away from Sean Connery. It just I believed physicality wise that George Lazenby was a was a better specimen in the ability wise. In his awkwardness towards women, even though he was playing a part, I just don't think he personified the the sexuality that other people yeah. did. Oh shit, dude. He didn't have a woman in the closet. I did it again. That was live and let die. Fuck. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, did he switch to another movie? No, I don't even know what he did in this one. He Speaking just, of switching to another movie, <laughs> so, so no, but Segway. I do want, I do but, want to bring it. You know, I do want to bring up one thing, dude. That fucking ski scene. Okay, so that ski scene, and and I've noticed it in a lot of James Bond movies that I go, yeah, of course James Bond influences a lot of things, but all I can think about in that ski scene is better off dead. I literally that's, was just gonna say that. That's all I can think of is two dollars. Two dollars. I want and my two dollars. That scene where the guy goes off the cliff, and it's like, okay, this $2. has been like, it's been like seven seconds, and then like, dude, it, 
it was a very funny movie because I'm like, oh, he's hitting him with a ski. He's hitting him with a ski. <laughs> he's just whacking people with skis. I'm like, good for you, James Bond. Like the one ski is what did it. I was like, better off dead. So, yeah. I to me, do I think that this is where where I think this would rank in in whatever? It's not Doctor No at this point in my book. In the two, so now we've discussed on the show Doctor No and Honor Majesties. Right now, it's not doctor it's not doctor no so it's gonna be under doctor now in my book um i i i like this one more than doctor no do you I agree yeah okay wow okay all I right love the campiness of doctor no that's yeah this is way campier it's just it's it's, it's well it's it is and it isn't <laughs> it's silly it's a silly and it and I made the joke that I was like, when he's got that safe cracking thing, I'm like, what, has he got a photocopier? He had a photocopier. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, why don't you photocopy the Playboy you're reading? <laughs> Take it with you. <laughs> Leave them a copy. <laughs> oh, all right. Defile it and stick it in the safe. <laughs> so so who had Diamonds Are Forever? Someone, someone we're specifically covering Diamonds Are Forever. Who, who had it? That was Bob. It was Bob. Was it me? Uh-oh. Fucker, dude. Uh-oh. It you, was. Didn't give me, you didn't give me any homework specifics. You gave me a list of what we were covering. You told me you wanted you told me you wanted diamonds are forever because it because well I thought like, we were breaking I, that more by by um which which bond more than the uh, which no, movie. But... No, no, we're going we're going movies. You didn't read All right, so text. if we're going if we're going with uh, Diamonds of Forever next, this was the, the next Connery one after yep. Lazenby didn't want to come back. They ended up working out a deal with Connery. He came back. Okay. Um, you got uh, basically a plan to use diamonds to shoot missiles <laughs> at uh, different things around the world, like bombs and shit. It, it's it's kind of bonkers, you know? <laughs> it, it's a bonkers it's, one, too. It's great. Yeah. And you got like a Blues Brothers chase in there. and Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy, yeah. And 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 the main and one of the main things that makes this computer work to make this all shit work is a fucking cassette tape, yeah. a cassette tape, which in this the the time that this was that was actually like high, like high like information like it was almost like a, a compact disc to us in the eighties. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's yeah, it's it, it's. It, I don't love this it, one. You don't. Yeah, it, it was don't a, you don't like Plenty like O'Toole. Okay. I this this one was just like my letterbox review for this one was if you watch enough of these, eventually you go numb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what I felt at this point. Yeah. I thought I thought Diamonds Are Forever and Honor Majesties were the absolutely. They were grueling to get through. They were tough. They were a tough watch. I don't even think I even. I think I gave up in the last. No, no, I finished Doctor. I did finish Diamonds Are Forever, um, so I did follow through with all. Of them. But Diamonds Are Forever. What's really interesting about that one is that it's just like you said. They worked out a deal with Sean Connery, yeah, and you can tell he's just basically. It seems like he's phoning it in. Um, he he literally reminded me of. Do you remember in the Incredibles? Yep. Where Bob's basically like, I got nothing to do. Now I got to do a desk <laughs> job. Yeah. That's that's what's happening to James Bond. I used to be. I yeah. used to be in shape. 
but now, <laughs> now I'm just a dad. Now I've got the dad bod. And it, it looks so it looks it, like he has it looks like he has 15 pounds of Irish liquor on him. Basically. Well, was, <laughs> you know, because he didn't sleep. He didn't well, yeah. sleep when they were filming in LA. They were, he was out like screwing around with with uh Natalie Wood's sister and and uh the girl who played Plenty O'Toole and the and the other chick. I guess they were yeah. he was Jill messing around with all yeah, they were like they were drinking the whole time. And that's why he looks like absolute shit in this movie. It's just he's he's put on so much weight and you can tell he just hates the role at this point. He hates it. And like you said, he he worked out a deal and part of that deal didn't even work out. Like would they have to put they had to give him like 1.7 million pounds to uh the, yeah, the Scottish I don't, the I don't Scottish. know the details but yeah, it's something like that. He it's some education fund and yeah. he he got that money and he had a two picture deal and only one of the only one of the movies came to fruition. Yeah. He absolutely like you said that he worked out a deal with them. This was his last film as Bond and he even quoted he's like I I won't do it. But they all say that but he really Well, was this like, was his last it. film as Bond. This is his yeah. last film as Bond and Eon. Yeah. So I heard a thing that he just basically I think he was using a urinal or he was he was going to the bat he was in a stall and some woman put her head under the stall or like popped up in front of him and he was like fuck this she thought it would be sexy to do it to him but he's like nope and he just he was over it he just he he was like i'm done i don't even think he went to the premiere of it well so, some high notes from this movie i would like to to point out would be uh uh mr wint and mr kid they were yes. pretty, uh they were pretty awesome those yeah, are my maybe. favorite henchmen of the movie. Those are watched. my favorite. They were great. Kid, okay, trivia time. Who's Mr. Wint's kid? Who's Mr. Wint's son in real life? Oh, I have no, no idea. Do you guys know? No idea. And no. when I say it, you're going to be like, holy shit. You don't know? It's Crispin Glover. That's Crispin oh. Glover's father. It makes sense. Oh, wow. Yeah. That makes sense. They have, dude. That's um. Is that the only homosexual couple that's been in any of the James Bond movies? They don't actually full on say it, but they, they don't. Imply it. It's so heavily yeah. implied, though. That, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's a good, uh, she's Q. Good looking for a woman. Q, <laughs> Q in the newer ones is uh, it's but, sounded like well, he I, was in a relationship with a man in uh, No Time to Die. Okay. I, I thought so. I I took I took No Time to Die as he was in a relationship with Money Penny. That's mm. how I took that, but yeah, but they've got Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid are. I, I they're by far they're my two favorite villains that in the series so far. Yeah. So far, they're my two favorite villains because they are just so gross. They're well, they're not even gross. the villains; they're just the henchmen. They're, they're the henchmen, nice. yeah, yeah. I know. They're they're like they're like the 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 guys that do the job, you know. <laughs> but dude, they kill people with scorpions. How cool is that? <laughs> there's only there's only one in in the films we're going to talk about. There's only one henchman that I truly liked better than these two. Really? Okay. Is yes. it the next movie? It is not actually. I love I love. Okay, so the, it, it, what's really cool about this and and we talk about all the vehicles and I think at this point we haven't really seen a heavy influence on what makes a bond film a bond film in a broken down state meaning we do not know at that point they people weren't as examining of it of films at that point there wasn't as as crucial critical ex examination of of the films and the franchises it just wasn't a thing yet 
in that era from what what I can take away from it. There was the guys that love James Bond and whatever, but we hadn't really seen the crazy vehicles or the crazy gadgets from what I've from the movies we've discussed so far. You just it hasn't become a thing yet. Well, yeah, I mean these are these movies are B movies up until about maybe Never Say Never Again was the challenger to like making these with a little bit of budget. The the worst the worst out of the anyway. But well, it's it's the, crazy when you watch the newer ones. It's like holy shit! Like the the it, amount of production yeah. that goes into them is insane. Yeah, you know? and I have yeah, opinions and, and, on that, but I'll save that for for the end questions. But then yeah, that, I'll save that as well. That's the thing is like that that the moon buggy is my favorite vehicle so far. So far, that's my favorite vehicle. That well, on on what Moonraker? No, in, in uh, Diamonds no, in of this, in the, in oh, the big yes, moon in landing the, set, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, which which ties back to our last episode with Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Which is, and it, what's really yeah. funny is that what's really funny is the uh, that scene in, and talking about how, how these movies influence other things. I thought it, I thought a Pee Wee's Big Adventure when I was watching it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was, and it was just like, like just the, the people on their bikes, it was just so crazy. But I was like, it, it was fun, but it just, again, this was a very disconnected from the series, and you could just tell he's just. He's just over it. He's Sean Connery's over it. He's done. Yeah, I wasn't he, very impressed with him this this go around. I think this was. And what's really funny is that you hadn't. People regard Diamonds Are Forever. You go, oh, Diamonds Are Forever. It's one of the ones that people will say. They'll say that before Quantum of Solace. They'll say that. And it all depends on the era. It all yeah. depends on the era mm-hmm. and who you're talking Dep- to. Yeah, it if, depends if, on if, when you grew up. If you yeah. said it to my father, he's going to say one thing. You say you say James Bond to me, I'm going to immediately think live and let die. Um, you say it to you, you're going to say license to kill. And so on and so forth as we go down down and whatever. We know that. But Diamonds Are Forever, it's just... the This is... With Diamonds Are Forever and Live and Let Die, you can't say it, those films, without hearing the jingle in your head diamonds are forever exactly I mean, yeah. yeah 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 and live and that die and it's just you know enter axel rose but i think, no, I think <laughs> live and let die is one of the best soundtrack songs personally i think, I, I I think it's, it's the best bong best bond song that's what i mean bond songs. Yeah. yeah yeah why hadn't they that what what drives me nuts with this is that they and i did not realize it is that the gadgets thing wasn't there yet the especially is that well, there were gadgets. I, there were but, gadgets. They weren't. They just weren't used as pens, much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But that, yeah. that's the thing is. Also, we hadn't started to see the formulaic opening. Yeah. The the chase, the opening chase that that sets it up, which goes into. I think Diamonds Are Forever has a really good opening title sequence. The same way Doctor No's got a really good title sequence. The other ones. Honor Majesty's didn't. It was like okay, whatever. At that yeah. point, it really wasn't anything. Well, Goldfinger has a good one, but yes. we're not there yet. <laughs> well, I mean, we are. We've already passed it, but no, we'll we'll go to that. <laughs> but but that's the thing is in from what we've discussed so far in keeping is that we just haven't seen it yet in those in these three films displayed, and that's the thing is that we haven't started to see him catch his momentum in the personification other than yeah it's a guy it, it's a guy but 
the weird part about this movie is when she's like, you killed James Bond. Yeah, no one kills like like he's a fucking rock star. So so what you're trying to say is you don't think Sean Connery ever hit his stride as James Bond then. Because this is his last movie, technically. Do I think what? What are you asking? You, I think you he hit think it James... in Goldfinger, but I don't think it's but, here. But but, but, but so, what Alex I... is trying to say is up until uh, where are you saying he hit his stride then? What I'm saying is that they haven't developed the formula formula yet. Like okay. the the tried and true formula, they haven't said they haven't solidified it. They haven't said this is you know because like as you guys said that that's that's every fucking Bond film. That's every it, it hasn't been broken down yet. Yes, I we don't know if that's true because we. I mean, skipping you're over. Too, you're but that's the thing we're talking about specific movies. We that's that but was the, the whole point. But of this. these movies that did come a, before this. We yeah, can't just not acknowledge them if we're going in chronological but, order. So, so that's that's kind of how I like I, the way I look at this one is I look at this almost as a separate thing with Connery compared to the other ones because his personification in this is entirely different, almost because you have a kind of different action with him because as you said he's definitely gained weight since and we have the Lazenby one that kind of splits it into two different sections. Yeah. So if you look at that, like I. The thing I got vibes from from this film was actually a, a film from the 50s. I actually got a lot of, like, from the first half, I got some very episodic stuff, like 20,000 Leagues era. It felt like they were trying to swing for the fences, and it just almost didn't work. What's I, really? I feel like Connery came back with with something to prove, but, they, but he, he missed the mark on it. You know what I mean? It, like... I, I feel like the movie was decent, like it was good, but it just wasn't what made the other ones really good. You know what I mean? Do you yeah. think that it was, okay, I'll do this, I'll take your money, but this is a big F you at the end. Like, you're going to miss me when I'm gone, but I'm not coming back. Like, I've got the last word. Ha ha. The game is afoot. <laughs> but didn't he come back for never say never again he did Which is why yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another, he that's did a, but he didn't broccoli that film. wasn't that wasn't in the timeline it's actually a separate movie that yeah has, it's not considered one of the same time 27 as, movies as or whatever <laughs> woody allen's what's, yeah. casino royale but what's really oh, funny yeah, yeah. There's, there's three movies that came out that are not eon films you know what i mean and that's and it's, what, the never third say one. never that's never say never it was uh Casino Royale, Never Say Never Again, and there was one before that. Hold on. It's not Octopussy, is it? No, no. Uh, hold on. Also, I, I got like... Non-Eon films. It was Casino Royale. The original. The original, yep. Uh, never Say Never Again, and I thought there was one more. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong with that. Sorry. Yeah, I only thought it was two as well. So. Well, I, I think that some people actually consider George Lazenby not one of those other films, but... You know, but that's what's really funny is like even like United United Artists doesn't even distribute it anymore, and you know it's like okay, does this go away from? But basically, I think it's if it's got the broccoli stamp on it, it it's good, it's good to go. Oh, you I know what it is? I, I, I was thinking of sorry, there is one more not to interrupt again. Uh, Daniel Craig did a short film called Happy and Glorious in 2012. The <laughs> fuck is that? It's a short film that he did separate so 
Yeah. As oh, James uh, Bond? Is that where he appears as James yep. Bond for like the Queen's coronation or whatever? I believe I it was so. for the 2012 Olympics. Yes, it, it is for the Olympics. I was going to say, yep. it's for the Olympics. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what so I they... thought was the third. The... That's why I thought there was three. <laughs> so that's really funny is that you say the Olympics. Like going back to On Her Majesty's, why did all the bad guys have Olympic jackets on? That was the weirdest thing in the world. Like their uniform had the Olympics. That's the jackets they had left over at the studio. Well, I think that, that's what it was. <laughs> don't I, I? I seem to remember something about George Lazenby being like a an Olympic archer. I wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't I, surprise me. Th- I think that's why that was that reference. Gina because, Davis is. is she yeah, really? I, I remember something thing. about him and being an Olympic athlete, but not quite like, sure. I'd have to look into it further. Anyway. I know you Are guys we... mentioned. Wait, hold up! I got to bring this point up. This is a big. This is a big thing to me. I know we talked about like all the things that we see. Hey, this movie took from this. This movie took from this. This movie took from this. <laughs> I know where you're going. What's what was really really fucking weird about this about Diamonds Are Forever is when he goes and sees Bambi when he goes up to the guy's house and Bambi and Thumper are Walter White's are, house. Yeah, they go to Walter White's house and Bambi and Thumper are there, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, this is odd and that's cool it's it's like okay here it comes and bambi does a cartwheel which is really 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 unique in the way that she moves and what's really funny is you gotta you gotta i gotta set this up is the fact that james bond is suave blah 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 this and that debonair this and that and he's in this house he's in this house that's very slick it's very modern art and this girl, Bambi, who is very appealing looking, very shiny, polished, appealing looking, does this really, really weird, odd cartwheel. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? There's no way. There's absolutely no way that you look at it and you go, that's the way that Pris moves in Blade Runner. Yeah, but and this it, is it, way it, before Blade Runner. Exactly. Exactly. And you go, holy shit. And so you're, you're like, okay, that's a one-off. That's a one-off. In this and that. And then Thumper comes at him and he goes, There's no way in hell this is gonna happen. She does a backflip, she lands on his shoulders, legs over his shoulders yep. the yep. same way that Pris does, yeah. That Pris lands on Deckard's shoulder and tries to twist his head off. And it's so weird because you look at if you if you know the 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 urban legend on on Indiana Jones versus James, uh, never say never again. Raiders versus never say never again. If you know the quick little story, is the fact that Harrison Ford again plays someone that is so opposite of James Bond, that is so opposite that Deckard is so opposite. But this is so fucking weird that you go, this is so weird. It's like, was there an influence from Diamonds Are Forever on that scene? And it's well, is it a stunt coordinator that's in both movies? Don't know, but you just go because there's a lot of like Star Wars uh, personnel, like David Prowse showing up in Bond movies, and several other Star Wars actors who have showed up in Bond movies. So this is going to go on again. In this is going to bleed into Live and Let Die as well, right? Not not the Blade Runner reference, but just that overall. Look at how much these scenes influence other movies, and you just go even on the dumbest scenes. And you just—it was pretty amazing to me. I, it was really, really odd, but it's just—it was exciting. I just found factoid. Not to keep going back on Her Majesty's, but Her Majesty's being such a, a big influence on some other people, like Christopher Nolan specifically. Yeah, uh, the, there's a whole set piece scene from uh, Inception. I was going to say that 
that's yeah. full mm-hmm. on ripped right from this and it's they they even they even talk about it you know yeah so it's, that's really funny you with the chalet or whatever you want to call it the ski the ski yeah. house you just yeah. go holy shit yeah and i think it was where they show it i could see where you're talking about like when they would shoot it up the up the mountain and yeah. you would look at it in a certain way and you go okay i get it i it mean makes sense. Yeah. Go, chris yeah, nolan loves it. james bond his last movie was a james bond movie and everything except license name yeah it's pretty crazy man like you just go that's and that's that's the really cool part is you just go look at all these things that influence years ahead years ahead and that even bleeds over into live and let die yeah yeah tenant even even pays homage with the with the whole snow stuff and you know oh absolutely yeah yeah. Tenet, I, I, I could have sworn that Tenet was going to be like, you know, they could take the, the lead from who is who is the lead in Tenet? John David Washington. John David I mean, Washington. He, if John he, David Washington. He All could right. be the next Bob's, Bond and Bob's I'd buy it. I think John he would get good after okay, that. Good. <laughs> John David Even Washington. Even with that, Pattinson definitely felt like almost like a Bond audition in that because yeah. he's kind yeah. of a little bit of an alcoholic. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm kind of fits yeah we'll talk about that we'll talk about we that will. that's uh, that's the yeah uh, anyway um, we need to get through all of these into... before uh we, we get to the end question so uh you guys let's but that's the thing speed it up here folks you didn't pick up the segue and i tried to segue twice and you guys are like but going back and i'm like hey <laughs> you're the you one who kept me. going back to whatever i go you are me and let's just go <laughs> let's just go live and let die jim live and let die well, you know, Alan, you were talking about opening sequences, and I tell you, well, "Live and Let Die" has probably got one of my favorite opening sequences. With the, um, yeah. uh, not necessarily the UN scene, but the the scene where they're, you know, they're marching down uh, yes. the streets of New Orleans, and it's very, very somber. And the guy goes, "Whose funeral is it? Yours!" Stabs them, and they just come over casually with a casket, go over the body, and then a just turns into a party i'm like what the hell is this this is cool <laughs> that is, what's really funny is jim did you and i see live and let die at the same time on like the abc movie of the week oh probably that's it's so funny because i forgot about that scene up until when i saw the guy and and i just said it in unison he's like what whose funeral is it he goes yours and i said it i go yours <laughs> yeah and but but you know but the guy who stabs him i'm like come on they could have cast that a little bit better <laughs> you know he's, he's like nobody you know he doesn't look like he's going to be the one that he, he looks like he just should be standing there reading a newspaper instead of the one that's going to stab him or something so he's blending you know. in good he's very much blending in but um <laughs> Yeah, Speaking I mean, of blending in, not to get not to get ahead of ourselves, but but going back to Under Majesty's Secret. Did you know that they used a lot of of white actors playing background black actors with oh, blackface? Did, did they? Oh, they oh, no. did. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is a fact. That, that okay. So this movie, to me, and again, so I said it, it. It feels like a product of its time. This movie to me feels like their attempt to pander to black exploitation film. That yeah. In a film weird market. way, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, it's yeah. the Jackie yeah. Brown version of Bond, you know? Yeah, dude, bro. like fillet a soul and it, yeah. But dude, when he says Felix Leia says, "Give me a pimp mobile or whatever he says," I was like, yeah. 
are, are you joking? Like I didn't, I walked out of the room and I walked <laughs> back into the room and then they come out of the back. They, they bring him a pimp outfit. I was like, what is this? Yeah. I was like, well, I, I guess that the, the, uh, the, the actor that played Mr. Big was not a fan of most of the dialogue he was asked to say, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Yapakoto has always played a very he's a he's a pretty he's, he's a great a, actor. He's an intelligent actor. He was an he's alien. Fantastic he was actor. Taller, alien. Yeah. 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 So it's Isn't just... he in like uh you know, like um one of those TV show uh the, the Heat of the Night, isn't TV... he? I think he's in Heat of the Night with with Carol O'Connor. Yeah, I'm old. It, he's not in Law and Order or anything like that? In, no. no, dude, no. in the Heat of the Night was a Sidney Poitier. Bye. <laughs> Cut my feed now. <laughs> I might. I might. Sorry. Oh my God. Just oh roll yourself God. into that pool anyway. behind you. I didn't say enjoy the cookies. Anyway, the 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 thing that I really remember about this movie is the gator uh-huh. hop. The, the gator hop. The yes. Gator hop. Down the street is, from your own real. house. Actually, down near Alex's house. Yeah. A gator real, real gator hop, by the way. Real gators being hopped in that scene. Yeah, uh, I was. <laughs> I can't believe it. I think weird. it's got the. I think that what I thought was really weird about this movie was that it was the first. It, like, Yapakoto's motives were different. Like, he was going to take over the world by like basically turning turning everyone into drug addicts. He was going to distribute like a ton of heroin into yeah the water system or something. Yeah, but that that was the other thing, and I was just like. But one thing that drives me nuts about all the James Bond movies so far, it like no one hides their intentions. They're, it, like, <laughs> no one, they're like there's you, no subtlety like, to any of these. It's like Scooby Doo. <laughs> they're like they're like what's up? He's like I'm James Bond. I'm a secret agent. What what, what the shit is that? No, you're not. Like, mm-hmm. it, I, I'm James Bond. I'm under witness protection. Don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the witness relocation program. <laughs> He just tells everybody, and they're like, he's like, I bet you won't tell me your plans. They're like, well, I think I will. <laughs> <laughs> I, I well, this was the introduction of, of Roger Moore, which to me, growing up, was the was 007. Like, because you know, we're 80s kids, yep. so we yep. grew up with yeah. this guy being being You're right. This is my mom's 007. Yeah, this yeah. is my bond. This is my bond. So, I think he's I think he's when you see him come in. I think you start to see the it's almost like refreshing. His attitude is really different. It's really refreshing. It's you definitely see the the money penny side where she's just like, he doesn't want me. I want him. I love him. And just that longing. And you can see him playing with her emotions. Um, The disposition toward with Q and M towards him isn't, as prevalent with the character in the character as you've seen in, in other ones. Um, but definitely you start, I think he's just, he's so refreshing and that's really weird that over three, yeah. the course of six, seven, eight, you have a, B and C different actor from each other. And I know that Sean Connery is in before, but now you start to see we have three different faces, but that's, that's part of the problem. You start to, it becomes disjointed. And I yeah. think that, but Roger Moore to me seems I can't think of Roger Moore without thinking of like a rumpled up, like old prune, like old prune now, and and just kind of yeah, like now. But that's the thing is like I just I was like, wasn't he really old? And I didn't realize how young. Oh yeah, how, in, in how good he a did. View look. To a kill, he's like 
But in a view to a kill, he's like super old. Like it's noticeable. They, they actually say that he was actually they were worried about him coming in being too young, but he was yeah. actually older than Sean Connery. But he looks mm-hmm. and he looks good. He looks fit. He is he's a lot bo- more believable physically to me than George Lazenby is. He's a lot he carries himself he he does justice to the part he really does do justice and that's when you can say this is my james bond yes that's my james bond because now you're starting to see a more something a little less everyday man to something that's a little bit more elite he's more refined that's what i'm saying is he is he is dignified he's more really yeah elite. he's not he's, as... he's he's got that he's got that swagger without the cockiness that connery had you know, Connery yeah. had that kind of cockiness and, and kind of like, I feel like more is more cool, calm and collective. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he is. Yeah. He's just very, very refined. You know, it's it, it fits the role, I think, more, in my opinion. I love Connery, but I think more is just more. You know? <laughs> I know, it's so funny. <laughs> but And it's so funny because, like, I can't think of this without thinking of um, when he pulls up in Cannibal Run. Every time you see Roger Moore <laughs> as, as James Bond, you go, "Oh, Cannibal Run." Where he's trying to—he's oh, come he's, on, Al, right. you know my favorite James Bond appearance is the Muppet Show. The Muppet Show. They all yeah. work for the—they work for the Frog, all of them. But yeah, <laughs> they um, and it's really funny because you just go—he he is, he's so it, and it's you go, okay, the formula is starting to kick in. Now you're starting to see a little bit more. He's got gadgets. Where, He's the the henchmen are starting to be a little bit more theatrically serious in a yeah, way, a little bit, uh, yeah. a little bit. But come on, the Seven Up guy, yeah, I mean, yeah, Jeffrey Holder, Holdner, yeah, yeah, Baron Media, whatever his name is. But Jaws, yeah. come on, yeah, I know, but he's just. I think Roger Moore kind of brought in that kind of like that weird. It ushered in a more eccentric yeah. phase of a yeah. bond. Um, but that's the thing is you're coming into. You know, like you said, what is you're talking 1973? You the 70s are starting to take a turn, and things are becoming a little less, a little bit more fantastic fantasy. I mean, I mean this, this not, is we're, the we're not at, went to space, so we're right, not at right. we're not at 77 yeah. yet. I mean, so we can't go. The the floodgates are open. We're not in 77. It's not May 4th, 77 yet. So, <laughs> but we, you start to see a little bit more. May 25th, uh, by the way. Uh, whatever i don't give a shit <laughs> you know what i meant you know what i meant i'm brainwashed but you but that's the thing is you start to see you're starting to bring in a little bit more extravagant characters yeah uh, yeah like sheriff pepper oh my god dude. so let's <laughs> let's go back to sh- let's let's talk about that oh Let he's the weakest point in the whole movie Rest but in that's peace, the thing that is, guy. that's the thing yeah you he was so back. weak they brought him back yeah. yeah. And it's he's so like, funny. oh, we're best friends. <laughs> That's so funny because you go, you when I was watching it, I had to go and Google Smoking the Bandit, what year Smoking the Bandit got released. Because <laughs> I wanted to see, like, holy shit, like that. And then yeah. I had to re-Google, even though I knew it, I had to re-Google the Blues Brothers because this has got a really, really good chase scene. And you can see yes. where, it, like, Smoking the Bandit and the Blues Brothers take so much influence from the sergeant uh the the whatever the policeman pepper there sheriff pepper yeah i keep wanting to call him sergeant pepper uh sheriff <laughs> pepper you could see how much character influence those guys have on it and now 
again, it's Bond pushing forward character uh, influence on other on other films. And it's just now we're starting to see the setup of what James Bond could be, you know, and what the influence that could have culturally down the line. And, and it's, it's pretty it's pretty cool. And having the best theme song. Fucking yay, man. You know, yeah. and that's the thing is that absolutely I I guarantee you that absolutely and I don't know. When I hear Live and Let Die, it's never it, it's it's never live and let die. It's you say live and let die, I go. you keep thinking of the guns of roses one i know but that's the thing and then guns of roses pops in and ruins it it's all right it's all good but no it just you go that's that's the that's where it's i think it's started to turn it's not my personal favorite theme but even i'm a big beatles fan so even this is even this is kind of this has its goofiness we're, we're not going to be able to talk about it, so I'll just say my favorite theme is "A View to a Kill." That's actually a very good song. I, I love Duran Duran. Is that who did "Aha"? Living Daylights. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Aha. Living Daylights. Living Daylights. But yeah, and then that's the thing is you start to see um, with this, you start Bob, to see. Like, we pronounce it Duran Duran. Oh, Duran. excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did you buy that's their good. CD at Target? No, no, the- but we haven't started to see another thing is we haven't started to see we start to see stronger henchmen in this one uh, yeah. with between between Tihi, Whisper, and Baron Baron Samiti. But you start to see the the rise of the more the better henchmen in this. Um, again, this is just I think it's starting. I think Bond is starting to take its stride now, in my book. So oh, yeah. it's yeah, and I, I didn't think that. Um solitaire was as weak she's, of a personality as like um fucking boring, uh, Pen- dude. was it what is her name penny o'toole or or plenty of tool plenty, plenty of tool no he roger moore's plenty of tool <laughs> <laughs> no george lazenby is apparently back in our major she struck her but um that's the thing is like you just didn't solitaire is a, she's just a boring character She's not, it's like, oh, you sullied her. So now uh, she lost her vision. You know, it's kind of odd, but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, got, this is, I this got is nothing my... to say about this one. I forgot to rewatch this one. <laughs> one more, one more I, thing on the music I, part of it is uh, with, with Paul McCartney, also came George Martin doing the score. So that's pretty cool. I think it's really funny about this i got nothing never mind fuck it <laughs> yeah i, I don't there's nothing I don't, funny I don't, on this I, this was this was this was the one i watched and i hadn't watched this in about 10 years and i thought i was like oh my god this is terrible yeah, i thought it was instantaneous I, with watching this it was better in my the head only thing i liked is the, the song and that's it it was better <laughs> on my head than on the that's screen. how i remembered it, it yeah, was just, that's how i thought as well how they kill mr big is pretty good though <laughs> <laughs> they blew him up. They blew yeah. him up. This is oh, one of two yeah, blow ups that... I know about. But it was such a it was so terrible. It was like a Missy Elliott doll like blew up. Like they like it was blow pretty the sky. I was like, there's no guts. <laughs> I was like, isn't that the like like that was like the point of the sharks? It's like no guts. But yeah, it was it was a that was a pretty lame, lame, lame ending for how you kill him. Um is this I don't know, maybe the maybe the people at that point couldn't handle that maybe oh. the audience would be like oh my god even though i don't know did the exorcist I'm, come out before this uh no. this was i mean godfather was a year? year before okay 
Yeah, this so. was the same year as The Exorcist. People might not have been completely ready. <laughs> we'll just we'll just use. I mean, I mean, they could have. I, mean, I think we're still a year more. out from Texas guess... Chainsaw too. <laughs> yeah, so James, James Bond opened the gates. They opened the gates to the gross. <laughs> I guess the gross gates are open. But it's I mean, just I mean, like you said. I would think. I would think they could show a little more blood because I mean, there was Godfather was in '72, so you have scenes like Sonny getting massacred in the car that actually could have led to more gory. Yeah, but the MPA well. probably team. looked at these and said, "But these aren't the Godfather." True, true. They they probably had that attitude when they were you know giving these ratings. So yeah. Yeah, and Bond doesn't like to go R-rated, which it would had would have probably had to back then. So yeah, yeah, with guts. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it definitely isn't. It it is a movie that to me, it was better in my head than it was on, on screen. It, again, it's not Doctor No, so but this is the close second for me. Okay, moving on to License to Kill. <laughs> <laughs> God, fucking almighty man like, everyone's like Let's go. i have nothing to say about live and let die i have a lot to say you about really think this is go. a number two behind dr no of all the ones that we've reviewed or of what we've of reviewed of of, okay. Okay. Of okay what we've. i don't know why this is such, maybe i'm just everyone will get this when i'm talking about it <laughs> like maybe i should have sent out a bigger memo That's what you're I, saying just, in your head? it's kind of weird that we're leaving out the other ones like they don't because, exist uh, just because uh, we haven't no. talked about them because the whole point of this exercise this exercise we were talking five different bonds five different films no one was allowed to no one was uh, listen if we went oh fuckers <laughs> that was the point of the motherfucker it was like i was like trying to get five different bonds five different films any assholes can come up and be like let's just do a chronological order fuck that we're doing five different bonds five different films i don't want to be fucking tortured with the five different fucking james bond movies ever again fuck that <laughs> okay so what he's saying is there's not going to be a third bond episode oh, oh there will <laughs> there will but i guess it has to be chronological fuckers <laughs> I'm not. I'm not watching any more of these unless it's Goldfinger again. We. I'm, I'm not watching another one of these. Do not I'll put me weed. through this. I will put you through Goldfingering. That's right. They oh killed him off in the last movie anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we should. We should do the Gold trilogy: Goldfinger, Golden Gun, and Goldeneye. Listen. And Goldmember. That's all right. No, yes, no. Goldmember. Listen, it was five different bonds, five different, you know, five different films. It's like fingers on a hand. You're getting a bond fisting. Anyway, let's talk about <laughs> Timothy Dalton. Did, oh, did you Christ. know that, uh, oh. that Jimmy Page did guitar work on Goldfinger? No, he didn't. Did he? Yeah, he did. Did you make that up? No. Jimmy Page is a <laughs> session musician on Goldfinger. Right Interesting. On. Yep. Uh, so everybody hates this movie, apparently, except for me. Uh, <laughs> we are, of course, talking about 1989's License to Kill. Uh, yep. with... Should I have parachuted into this? Oh, it would have been amazing yeah. if you did. <laughs> I So uh, the review I gave for this movie when I first watched it was just a list of things that this movie has, and I think it, it sums up this movie very well. Things this movie has. Death by Shark. Death by Briefcase of Money. Death by Electric Eel. Death by Thing at the End of a Conveyor Belt. Death by Pressure Inflation. A Truck That Does a Goddamn Wheelie. A Cocaine Factory Underneath a Religious Site. 
Fresh Face Benicio Del Toro, Big Ed Hurley from Twin Peaks, Plane Hijinks, Boat Hijinks, Gas Tanker Hijinks, a romance so dumb it would only be possible in a James Bond movie. Edit. Oh, I forgot. Skydiving into a wedding. I love this movie with all of my heart. I think this is one of the best James Bond movies. And if I have to be like, hey, which James Bond movie do you want to watch again? I'd point to this one. I never had a a single bad moment watching this film. I was constantly entertained. I will say that I never had a bad moment, but I just didn't find a good moment. (laughs) I just, I'm not a fan of Timothy Dalton. I think he's... You know, probably the weakest Bond of all of them. He's 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 yeah. not my Bond. I don't you, think you yeah. forgot yeah. to mention the, the it only. Also... <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, the only good thing I could find out of this film is Benicio del Toro. That's about the yeah. only thing I was he's like. Handsome. Yes, he's... I was like. Handsome it's... del Toro. And it's, and yeah, it, can it, we talk about? More, Jake? And it's more kind of a shame that he that he that his talent was wasted in this film. <laughs> By the way, there's another Pee Wee Herman reference. Benicio del Toro, dog boy. Oh, there you go. But what do you mean, Jake? Who's Jake? <laughs> Jake Fratelli from the Goonies is is the main <laughs> boss. That's the thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert was it Robert Robert Levin or something like Robert? Uh, uh, Robert Davy. 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 So that that goes back to the things that the James Bond does to your head is that with this movie, all I could see like it's just the opera part came up every time his face would come on screen when yeah. they were playing opera <laughs> that's, and, and like, that's all i can think about and i was like <laughs> someone someone out there they they showed um there's an edit where they edit the bar scene where the the bar fight between <laughs> that and roadhouse and, oh, it, man. <laughs> and it and it works really really well but it's What's okay? So let's talk about. This, wait, this movie has John Wick dancing NPCs during that fight scene, and I love it, it so much. It has the it has people that just won't stop dancing despite the fight going on around them. I love so, it. Can we also you... talk about Felix surviving a shark attack? Oh my god! Right? Yes, right. I love he it. Literally survived a shark I love attack. It. So he, do you, do you know his uh? Priscilla Barnes wanted to show everyone her third nipple in this movie, but had to wait till we had to wait till Mall Rats. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but okay, so let's talk about let's talk about um, what the hell, dude? Like that wedding scene at the very beginning. That was okay. the dumbest shit ever. That's do the they best. Ever, that's do the, they ever... That's exactly what these movies should be. It's just <laughs> dumb as shit. Do they it, ever? This movie is such they, an American version of of James Bond. It's ridiculous. Do they ever <laughs> say? Do they ever say who's getting married? Yeah, it's Felix. All? Yeah, it's Felix who's getting married. Very, okay, it's at Felix. the very beginning. Yeah, at the yeah, very, yeah, that was Felix no, getting married. I no, I get that. Okay, I get that, and I figured that out. But I like, I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention because I was so turned off. No, it does movie. take a while because you're like, is Bond getting married or is yeah, yeah. who's getting oh, married? Okay. That's where I'm yeah. going, and then she's like, "I kissed the best man." Well, I'm like, "What? What is that?" Yeah, that was a little weird. I had to go, and they it's it's enough to be like, "Okay, oh, I kissed, I kissed, you know, I kissed the best man." That's a tradition. It's when he does that, like, "Oh." Well, right oh, before yeah. they they're trying to feed him to the sharks, they tell yeah. Felix that they sent his his bride on a on a honeymoon or some shit, you know? Yeah. Honeymoon. That's yeah. Honeymoon. Honeymoon. I was like, what? I was like, that's so Benicio. It's so Benicio. <laughs> oh my god. I 
every reason you're saying you hate this movie is like the reasons i like this movie <laughs> like that semi truck wheelie yes Dude. yes that makes no sense it's like that, that <laughs> yeah fucking, the interrogation scene like oh my god this is this you want to talk about campy movies this is the camp movie this is a bad episode of miami vice this is a really shit episode of Miami Vice. This is like yeah. worse than Glenn Fry Miami Vice. I was thinking the same thing. It's a very American. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. And he, you just go, and then he's got like this. I don't know. There's there's one of the one of the cops has this like Jerry curl going on. And I was like, oh my god, he must have an LA, you know, LA members only jacket, whatever the fuck. <laughs> you call it. Like like LA looks jacket on, and like the shit's dripping. I was just like. Oh my god! And the, the cop is the guy from my. He's the guy from Hellraiser, isn't he? Felix's oh. boy. Felix's one boy. One of the, the, one of the cops in. was the was the cop uh, was the police chief from uh, Last Action Hero. Was it? I, I'm pretty sure it was the police chief from Last Action Hero. They said so. They said that this movie got like super super buried. Like it came. It couldn't have come out in a worse summer ever. Like it was summer of sequels. Like big time. Like everything well, that this came is out the same Indiana. summer as Batman. Batman. I think Lethal, Lethal Weapon yeah. 2. Lethal Weapon 2. Like Star Trek. Well, it's Star Trek 5, which is like they said Star Trek 5, which is the worst one, beat beat this one in the box office. It's they freaking just, Star Trek. Yeah. You know? I know, but they were like, yeah, <laughs> like James Bond. But it is an odd numbered Star Trek movie. Yeah. Oh, did, so they called that what they call that? The uh all the all the even number Star Trek movies do well, and the odd number yep. Bonds do well. It's like some sort of Star Trek curse that they've got. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is, but they also said that there is an R-rated cut of this movie on the Blu-ray. I want it. Oh, I need but to see supp- it now. Supposedly they cut out the scene where he's like, "This is for Sharky," and I guess he like just laughs at the guy as he's got like a harpoon in him, and he's like, "Ha ha ha." <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize that the, the the harpoon sparked when he hit when it hit him? Good. What? <laughs> Good. What? <laughs> I wish he blew up. That would oh, be even man. better. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. So let's go back to live and let die real fast. Okay. Oh, the okay. boat chase. We're never getting through these. No, we're the not. Boat, but no, no, no. The, the it's boat, our first two part episode. The boat chase. <laughs> so that that boat chase. Where like they're all going over the island, they're rawr, rawr, going over the island, and some jackass decides he's gonna. He had like a star, a stormtrooper moment, and he like goes left and he hits the bank. And it's like, dunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's awesome, but yeah, this is just. I guess they said like, you know, this this is as like this is like Bond unhinged. Like he like loses his shit and he goes on like a murder rampage during Good. this movie. <laughs> I like, needed, I needed, I needed this Bond in my life. Like he's like, I can't take it. I'm gonna After kill watching that. a bunch of movies from the '60s where nothing happens, uh, I'm also I'm also kind of like the the Bond girl dilemma thing, where it's like, which chick was he trying to be with the the Pam girl or the other one? You know, like in the end, he's like, oh, I, she's like, oh, you can go with, with the other one. He's like, all right, deuces. You know. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you know, and and the whole thing. Oh yeah, Della's dead, and they're like, okay, just moving on, you know. Yes. <laughs> but did you notice? Did you notice? You know, the whole truck uh, chase scene. 
speaking of you know movies taking on um taking scenes directly from other movies the whole truck um chase scene is totally ripped off of raiders of the lost ark where he's like under the truck and then he jumps up in the cab and he knocks out the driver a semi truck going on side and then doing wheelies so yeah (laughs) this this movie seems to borrow from like 40 other different movies i felt like with the with the weird BDSM stuff, I almost felt like a blue velvet kind of vibe coming from it for like two seconds, but it's it's a really, really weird fucking movie. It is. But yeah. again, that's it's exactly why I love it. It's it's just so like it's unhinged, it's like it's just batshit. And that's why I love it. And it's very um there's no there's no action sequence at like a like a fitness club in this surprised <laughs> surprised like it just has that it's like uh it i think it's i think it's the lot the the 80s last gasp i really think it, it it's probably like it's really like the, the last gasps gasp well, it was to the 89 80s. so yeah but this is what i'm saying is that polished tone that the smokiness to it um yeah. just how much that like miami was an exotic place and a happening sexy place yeah and uh and a dangerous he goes, place he goes rogue at the hemingway house yeah right like, right uh, yeah how long does it take to go from the bahamas to key west it doesn't matter we're gonna have a wedding and you know and be back within 10 minutes you know they did that in live and let die i don't get like what the shit Okay, so they did that live and let die. They're like, take him to the island. And it's like, you're in fucking New York. Now you're in, in New Orleans. What the fuck is that shit? Yeah. I didn't get that. And then going back to like, everyone at the wedding's looking up. They're like, oh my God. Oh my God. Look at all that action. Like, it's like 50 like feet Like they can there. see everything. Yeah, it's fucking 300 feet in the air. What the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, uh, you know, and then like, thank God Felix Leiter was there to make that fucking pull the the winch coming to go down even faster like he just helped them <laughs> dude the, the the plane fishing at the beginning of the movie oh my that's God. what i'm talking oh, about yeah. love, like, thank love that. god love thank that god. i know and he, he's like look at me it's great fuck him it, it, I, I know it was supposed to look really cool but it kind of looked kind of lame in my opinion you know again that is kind of why i like it <laughs> yeah i i guarantee you that this was cool as shit like when you rented it like you're like, <laughs> Mike. That's shit, dude. I'm gonna watch that five times over on Friday. Fucking a. But that's that's really funny. Is just like Nick. You said it to me last night. You're like, there's absolutely no character depth, a depth to this. They're like, guys, ah, his wife died. Hey, any of them. James Bond isn't have, a character. You... He just goes places, makes misogynistic yeah. comments, and things happen. So okay, so Timothy he, Dalton, he, deal, he deals about with the consequences. Married in this one, yeah. Timothy Dalton is yeah. So he's fucking that's the only it. bit of continuity that these movies have ever yeah. had. Yeah. Timothy Dalton is probably the least sexually, charismatic, sexually predatory in in any of these movies. Well, he was supposed it's to be the safe like, sex Bond at the time. What a same? Did you just say the safe, safe sex Bond? The safe sex Bond. But yeah, he was at just the time with, that was the thing that he was going to be the safe sex Bond. But All that's right. the thing is, you go. There's no character depth. It's 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 a pretty. These are they're all these movies at this point. As far as depth to the character, depth to other shit is basically it's about as deep as a rain puddle. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It's just not. They're not there yet. All the they're things that there. happen wide as an ocean, deep as a puddle. Yeah, they're not there 
yet. Okay? And I'm saying that because this is the segue into Skyfall. Well, then segue. Sky, Skyfall, Alex. It's <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> so... That's Alex's is... covered. It's good. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Okay, we're done. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Then so, space Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, no, please take it All away. Right. So, so Skyfall is the was actually my introduction to Bond in general in 2012. Grant, I was only God, what, eleven? So that would have been my introduction into all of this. But with middle of the Daniel Craig films and argue, in my opinion, it's arguably the best Bond film ever created. And I also think it's one of the best films of the 2010s with an incredible performance from Bar- Javier Bardem as Silva, as the baddie. And just, it's a completely, absolutely stacked cast and incredible film, incredible cinematography, just one of the, my, in my opinion, it's the best. That's so it was also awesome. partially I think this was... shot in IMAX. Real fast. Mm. What was even the motive of, of you know, Jake from the Goonies in, in License to Kill? Does he, <laughs> oh, did he okay. have a motive other than, did he have you a motive? You cannot stop than... going back to the other movies, no, can you? But we did, no, no, but because it's a conversation, dude. But he, that's the thing is, <laughs> what, was, what, what was his motive? Just, was... I'm an asshole who wants to take over the world? Hey, that, he wants to he wants to sell drugs and and screw chicks. <laughs> okay, fast forward. What is Javier Javier Bardem's uh, motive in Skyfall? So basically, Perfect. I I've always taken it's it revenge, as right? He was a, he, mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was adopted by Judy Dench's character. Yeah, per se, that's how that's how it goes, and. Yep. So he's seeking revenge on her for basically abandoning her and choosing Bond over him. That's why I love this movie. Because finally we have we have some other motivation other than I'm just some power hungry prick who's willing to drop a nude bomb on somebody. So nude bomb on the, the nude bomb. <laughs> nice. The drop an bomb on me. <laughs> the Maxwell Smart movie. But that's one thing I loved about the this movie. And I did not like, I didn't, I wasn't completely sold on Daniel Craig at that point. Absolutely not sold on Daniel Craig. I rewatched this film and I realized that this movie is what they've tried to do with Daniel Craig in these movies. Now you're getting a backstory to James Bond. Now you're getting an idea of his disposition. Now you're getting different people like Silva's character, him wanting to blow up mi6 or whatever you know and basically revenge against you know judy dench m that's pretty that's a pretty it's a pretty cool leap you now have started this movie's got out of this this movie's got fucking great opening great opening fight Mm -hmm. chase spicy Mm -hmm. there you go james bond tick okay great animations with a good song with a good song tick another one on the thing okay a character, a bad guy that's menacing. There you go. This is I can go on and on and on and on. This movie ticks the boxes. It yeah. does. You get you get mm-hmm. depth finally into it. If you gave me if if you were to show uh, Alex, I'm sorry, you said at 11 years old, 
how can you not think the other movies? Yeah. Uh, if if you had no love for older movies, how could you not think that those other movies just were a pile of shit garbage and as good as James Bond Jr.? Fuck that, dude. <laughs> this is where James Bond's like. I understand why they rebooted. I get yeah. it now. I get it. now you're providing mm-hmm. substance to the sandwich. You like that? So that's and I'm like, yes, this is it. To me, I'm like, yeah, the scenery's great. The the locations are exotic. What you you brought me to fucking like what Miami last time, and then Las Vegas during buffet hour in Diamonds Are Forever. There's nothing exotic, dude. This you have what did you Inst- Istanbul, right off the rip. Yes, Istanbul is the open is the opener. You get to see how pissed, how fried, how he he's just you get his character, and I'm like. I'm sold on it. But the thing is, even Daniel Craig has said, because he does all his own stunts. I don't know if any of the other guys did their stunts. Daniel Craig. So so in this in this one, only thing he didn't do was the motorcycle scenes on top of the bazaar. That is not him. But dude, that, that scene where he comes straight through the fucking train, he comes tearing through the train, drops down, and collects his collects his suit. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's fucking James Bond. Well, well, in these in these films, you can definitely see starting with going back with all the Craig films that they all have a little bit of Mission Impossibleness to them. And I do there's I do some of that, that DNA thing. into it. Yeah, yeah. You well, can it starts it, it starts as born and then turns into Mission Impossible. But that's exactly because you just yeah, see that they, they definitely every seem very time, there has to be a bigger stunt. Yeah. I mean, even that scene that I just mentioned with the train, it's like, what's the scene in Mission Impossible where things are blowing up and he's running and it like he gets knocked forward, like from the explosion? Yeah, was it MI4 yeah. or something like that? With... Yeah, very same thing. Yeah, that, four. That, that collectiveness of it, which is really cool because now, like I said, you just it's it's a beautiful film, man. It's a it it's is. A, it's a great film, and yeah, which I mean, is really good because yeah, it, fucking Quantum of Solace sucks ass so bad. Oh, it does. Yeah. I mean, it was it was written well, during the writer's strike. Yeah, writer's that, strike. yeah, exactly. That was definitely the problem with Quantum Uh-oh. of Solace. Somebody and check maybe... in on the next James Bond movie. Oh sh- yeah, writer's strike. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know who knows if we're gonna get one? They killed off Bond in the last movie. Oh, spoiler alert! So okay, wait a minute. So they, they killed off Bond in the beginning of this too. No, they didn't. But anyway, it's a joke. Bobby, you're not up to Skyfall, correct? No, but I kind of, I kind of checked in on on the the specs on it and whatnot. You know, they and that's the thing is, their his villain, the villain in this is is very unsettling. Oh, yeah. he's creepy. Javier oh, Bardem yeah. is not he's easy. Creepy. To, that, that's the thing. He's a he's a very unsettling. Uh, he's just unsettling as shit. Oh yeah, can, when he goes, yeah. That, you know, when he goes and his rips out his out. own teeth, oh my god! He pulls out, yeah, he pulls mm-hmm. out his. Oh. That I mean, he's just his hair is weird. His face is like clay, and yeah. that's the thing is he's had like reconstructive mm-hmm. surgery. He's had he's been so he was so deformed, and you you buy it, you buy. It. But even his his bit of crazy, that calm crazy he possesses, yeah. and even that sort of where it looks like he's like. 
he's royally, royally fucking with James Bond. He's royally fucking with him, and he's like touching, like he's touching him in a very, very unsettling way, like very uncomfortable, unsettling way, which challenges it. It challenges the masculinity. Like I can, I can now dominate your masculinity because you're you're tied down, which was really funny because when he made that reference about being tied to a chair. All you can think about is in uh, is a Casino Royale where he's getting racked in the nuts. Yeah, in the chair. So, but that's the thing is you just this to me is disposition and everything disposition wise of all the characters. They're so believable. They're so believable. You you could see that the way that Judy Dench. Uh, she regards people. You can see that the bureaucratic side of Ray Fines, um, the arrogance of Q in this, just how tired you can just the full spectrum. These guys portray it well, um, even down to what's the toady, whatever the toady is there, the assistant there. But you just see how how well they really put into this. Their the characters, the characters are 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 vested in this. They yeah. the characters, the actors vested mm-hmm. into these characters. And they, that's the thing is, and it becomes believable. Even I think the only thing that I said that isn't, it's kind of like a little forced. Is even Money Penny's like, you know, kind of like her. I'm this real rough and tumble case. She's not. She's not this. She's just a dainty little sidekick. It's cool, mm-hmm. but she's not. She's about the only only one in it. I don't. I don't. I don't hate on that character. I think she's. A, I think it's a good choice. I think it was a stupid Robin move at the end. She's like, my name is Eve. Eve money <laughs> like fuck you man what is that yeah <laughs> like, my name she find the bad cave or no she's like my name is robin like i don't go by my real name robin <laughs> like you know it's just yeah. it was like oh my god <laughs> yeah no i mean like alex this was my kind of first real foray into bond movies i mean my my mom showed me you know some of the older stuff but it never really hooked me like this one did this one Really got me into it. Really got me interested back in like 2012. I think I was like 12 at that time. So yeah, it's that same sort of like, to me, this is Bond. Like if there ever is a yeah, Bond. I, I have problems with the Daniel Craig series and the some of the decisions they make. But overall, like I can't deny that this is a great movie. Well, you know, I think that this is the most fleshed out story, the most fleshed out Bond, as well as, you know, the most dimensional characters of all of the movies you know the other movies in comparison they they were looking for a formula but it just wasn't always fitting but this just works every bit of it and you know so that they could take everything before that throw it away and and keep going with specter and and uh no time to die but they were starting to get it together with casino royale but you know, it kind of fell apart with Quantum of Solace, like like we were saying, because of the writer's strike. But yeah. you know, imagine if the, if they had just you know had their shit together with Quantum of Solace, we would have had you know five really really strong Daniel Craig movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, yeah, I I think that the the pressure was on for the Bond series because you had the Mission Impossible movies that have been getting better and better and better. And you also had the Bourne series, which was doing kind of the same idea, like the whole mm-hmm. spy action thing. So I th- I feel like them wanting to push the Bond stuff into more action 
and more uh more realism was uh was inevitable you know yeah i it also helps too with this that it was the first bond film to really have a massive a-list director and a and one of the greatest cinematographers ever to live in sam mendes and roger deakins Hmm. so it helps having those two too to kind of push the story forward to the next level yeah as well yeah i'm pretty sure it's still the only bond that's grossed over one billion because i know specter didn't and no time to die didn't because of the pandemic yeah yeah isn't it isn't this the highest grossing james bond movie yeah, we were just saying yes. we think it is. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. It pretty sure. I think this is the only one of them that's reached a billion, right? It is. Um, well, yes. uh, there was one Connery one that, if you factor in inflation, Thunderball, yes, Thunderball was close. Yeah, I think it comes it in. Like, at it was a one, little over a billion. Yeah, one point oh three. This this comes in a little bit one point one. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's really funny is there's there's a there's a line in this movie. And oh, his quips are really good in this. Um, but there's a line in the movie where he's in the shower with a girl. He's like, and he, I just go, Oh, this is a great ad for Beretta. It says, like, I like you better without your Beretta. She's like, but I feel naked without it. It's like, <laughs> it's like I was like, that's a great print ad right there. <laughs> I was like, good for you. So yeah, we we can we just say fuck Adele too, by the way, because I fucking can't stand Adele. I'll give it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Who did? Did Chris Cornell do one? The one after this, or did he do Quantum Solace? He did the first one. Quantum Solace. He he did. He he didn't do. Okay. I thought Chris Cornell was. uh, You know my name. I don't know. From Casino Royale. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, cool. It just (laughs) overall, this is a. I think that this is a a highly. This is a polished film. This is a. I think it's probably. To me, this is my number one. This beats out Doctor No. License to Kill being out of the bunch being the worst. I think this is this is my number one. Roger Moore will be my, will be my Bond, but this is my number one. I think that this is a great. This embodies everything that James Bond should be: exotic mm-hmm. locations, great looking cars, the the elegance, you know, the rough and tumble. It's just he's a guy that I think he's he's a. He's a great Bond. He really is. Do I think he's the ultimate? No, but he's a great Bond. Um, that's that to me is that's my outlook on him. Um, I know he says that he's he's done. He's taxed. I want to quit. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. But he, I can only think of maybe two other guys that I could think would even want to that I could replace him with. And what what I think that the parameters should be on a, on a James Bond. So. If we're done with this, I mean, let's let's get into the Q and A on it on stuff. Yeah. All right, yeah. So, who do we think is the best Bond? We'll start with uh, Alex Snyder. So I fully will say Craig. I think he has the best run of films. I would put I would actually put Connery a close second for me, but and I think those two are kind of in a league of their own, in my opinion. I'm gonna be maybe a little bit contrarian and say george lazenby i (laughs) i really enjoyed george lazenby's portrayal of james bond i think it's something different that the others don't deliver that i don't really sold it for me mo uh (laughs) what's your answer definitely i think it's it's gonna be daniel craig daniel as much as i daniel craig um i think 
you can see it in him. You can see how weathered he is. You can see his motive. Um, you can buy him as being a commander in the, in the army that he's, he's done his time. Um, I think his age is perfect. Um, when they're reviewing him and, and saying, basically you're a massive alcoholic. And I think he's the truest other than the non dark hair. I think he's from what, what I understand, he's the truest to the James Bond character. Bob, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with Roger Moore. I just, uh, I, I feel like, uh, his his body of work to me is the best blend of of the Connery and the more realism all at the same time kind of you know what I mean I I just I, I think he's just more of a cool calm and collective but also can be badass when he needs to be you know so I'm gonna say Roger Moore yeah Jim uh I would say that um Daniel Craig is probably my favorite bond even though uh, Roger Moore is, you know, who I consider my Bond, Daniel Craig, I think, is the most fleshed out, three-dimensional character, realistic character. A lot of the other ones are really uh, just kind of tongue-in-cheek or uh, maybe just a little bit too uh, rapey or uh, just not real characters, too, too comic-like. Okay. And for worst, uh, I want to try something different. Uh, I'm going to count to three, one, two, three. And on three, we're all going to say who we think the worst James Bond is, because I want to know if we're all going to say the same person. For this, I'm opening up to, to all actors who have played him. I know we didn't cover one of them. So, one, two, three. Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Roger Moore. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, uh, man. Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> How many movies did he do? Four? Two? Three? He did four. Really. Yeah. I think so, four, yeah. Only he, one of he... them was, like, not garbage. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, now that we've decided that. Um... <laughs> wait, okay, wait, so... wait a minute. I think all of us said the same person except for Alex. Alex said Roger nope. Moore. Yeah, I, I did not. I did not say... Well, you said Pierce. you said, said Woody Roger Allen, Moore. which isn't a real answer, Jim. I said Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would say, um, actually, I would say Timothy Dalton. I really don't like him as Bond. Um, yeah, he'd I be thought... a close second for me. Best opening. What do we think is the best opening? Start down the line again, Alex. Uh, Skyfall. Skyfall. All right. I, I don't think that there's anything better than that. Uh, my, yeah, my answer is either uh, Skyfall or Casino Royale. Of these five? Uh, well, Skyfall of these five, and then Casino Royale is kind of the, I think, my favorite one overall. Of these five, I would yeah, say Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die with that, with that uh, opening scene with the, um, the funeral that turns into a party. Yeah. No, I, I was just going to agree with Jimmy. I think that's a pretty cool opening. I'll say Skyfall. I'll go with Skyfall. I'm, I'm really happy with it. Yeah. And we all kind of said our... our uh, best theme but um like i said mine was my personal favorite is view to a kill and then close second live and let die so live and let die yeah live and yep. let die live and <laughs> let die i'd say I, live and let die but I, I i do agree with nick i i would put view to a kill probably my second favorite i think you know? i won uh some radio call in uh gift certificate with live and let die too <laughs> <laughs> best villain what do we got Mm. Bardem. 
Yeah, Silva. Uh, I, I don't, and I don't even, and I don't even think it's even close, to be honest. Yeah, he's definitely the creepiest. Bullfield's certainly the most iconic, but yeah, definitely. I, I, I mean, Bar- Bartum just delivers something completely different than than everything else. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's Bartum. I think it's Javier Bardem. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't really buy Rami Malek. I, I thought Malek was better than I was expecting, to be completely honest. I think Malik's a really good actor. I think he pulls off shit that you don't expect a lot. Yeah, yeah but, he was he was I mean, good, but um, of of yeah, the just... ones that we saw, I I definitely say uh, Silva's probably the best one of those. Yeah. Other than that, I'd I'd maybe yeah. say Goldfinger is like my favorite overall. Yeah, Gold Goldfinger's pretty damn good. Henchman, who's the best henchman? Oh, Mister Kid, Mister. Yeah, Whip. of of the yeah. ones we saw, it was it was Winton Kid. <laughs> Um, yeah. Overall, yeah. maybe Jaws, because I think Jaws, Jaws was, yes, to Jaws. me was like I like Odd Job. I like Odd Job. Odd Job. Odd Job. Odd Job's yeah. like a close third, but I think um, Francis is taking his bath. Jaws. <laughs> Jaws. Jaws was the first one I ever experienced in like the older ones that my mom yeah. showed me. So he was kind of like iconic in that way. Yeah. Um, Alex, did we did we see Jaws yeah. at a? We, did we? Yeah, it was like. Show? It was like a it was like an old people convention because he <laughs> he he couldn't stand up he couldn't stand up Peter Mayhew couldn't Peter stand Mayhew up couldn't stand up yeah and then when the guy the guy who played um the first the first Predator and Predator versus Aliens when yep. you saw him stand like unfold it was like a tall people convention it was oh, crazy yeah. they were all yeah. in the same corner yeah so yeah <laughs> but you saw you saw across the the auditorium you saw this dude unfold. Yeah, like yeah. The that's how guy. that's that's how gigantic that guy was. It was it was he wasn't sitting; he was folded up. It was crazy. And then we saw Jeremy Bullock. <laughs> we did. We did. All right, all right. Best girl. Who we got? Best girl. Yeah. Oh. They all suck. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, Octopussy. Definitely not Kathy Ireland. My my I, vote of these five is Tracy Bond. I liked I liked uh, the Goldie Hawn girl there. Is it her or Plenty O'Toole? I thought that they were funny, but the the Goldie Hawn chick from uh, Honor, Majesty, Honor Majesties, the one that like draws on his leg. Oh yeah, number eight, and then she like she's great. All time uh, though, I, all time Vesper, Ava Green from from Casino Royale. Oh, it, dude, Eva Eva Green oh, could oh. like Eva Green could take a could make a freaking commercial for for taking a dump, and it'd be the best thing ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For all, all time, all time for me is Leia Seydoux. That's fair. That's, that's my fair. choice. Who do you, okay? So okay, that's this opens up this question. <laughs> Who do you think should be the next Bond girl? Because I I have mine. Oh, I thought we I thought we were gonna do the next as the okay. last. Okay. Thing all right. All right. Uh, it is yeah. your. It listen. This is yours. If you want to jump straight the, to that, go ahead. What's the next question? Uh, for me, it was best car, and then best gadget, and then it was all the next. Yeah. But they, we didn't really see it in these things. I, I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I didn't really yeah. notice yeah, all yeah, the cars. Yeah, yeah. Car that much. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So, so uh, although I did like the oh, wait, detonite, like, say... the explosive toothpaste from License uh, to Kill is my gadget. Yeah, and that was that is pretty. Best funny. Car, the one that goes underwater. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That thing. I know what you're talking about. I forget what it's called. But yeah, that so best. We saw that car that went underwater over at the uh, the museum in L.A. Did we? Oh yeah, yeah probably. It's been at the Peterson yeah, before. The Peterson. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was, was it? it was a whole Bond car exhibit. They it probably was, had yeah. one of those stupid three wheelers there. 
right? No, that that's the best Bond car in these. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Like, what, no, the does, he have an, does he have an Aston Martin in Skyfall? I mean, shit, man, it's a it's an Aston Martin, dude. In Skyfall, it's Skyfall yes, Martin. it's the DB, it's yeah. the DB5. It's the Hell DB5. yeah, there you go. Moonrover or the Sky is the Aston Martin. My personal pick out of these five is the um, Aston Martin DBS from Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, fair. that's my personal pick. Okay. All right. Well, damn moon rover. Alex <laughs> wants to move on to the uh, the tough questions of the night, which is uh, next Bond. Um, do, uh, where do we even begin? Do you want me to start? Tenet. No. Let's no. let's let's really look at this. Um, Overall, James Bond has got to be always remember the fact that he is a commander. So he's had to do time in whatever service line he's been in to make commander. Um, he's old enough. He's 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 got to be rugged enough. It can't be a young James Bond. It just I, I, they've said they've said as much. They said that like all the young actors that have test screened for this new Bond have like not had it. Yeah, I think honestly, except for, except for one, correct? I think there's a one. No, oh, did one they, they did they say have, one of I, them had it? There's, as far as I know, the what I've read in the trades is they're saying Aaron Taylor Johnson might be the next one, and he's pretty young. He, he's under yeah. thirty. He's under thirty, if I'm correct. Why? Because he did Bullet Train, and now he's fucking accessible. Fuck that, dude. Stop, stop jumping on the fucking Johnny Depp train here. Like you pick, you pick one guy and you go with it. Fuck that, dude. Leave the guy. You know. Oh, great. You can have a funny name in Bullet Train. Fuck that. He's too young. He's too young. I think. Uh, Who? Like what? What age are you pushing? I I honestly think he should be in his upper forties. Upper forties. See, yeah. that's the thing. If you want these movies to go for a bit, like you can't really do that. Yeah. 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 Because. I mean, isn't if you want to squeeze just, three movies out of him, 50, right? yeah. yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, he's not older than that. Roger Moore Jason was 45 when he started. Case. Yeah. Connery was was pushing for a while. Yeah, I but think... I mean, movies came out like, you know, two years after the other. Yeah, but they just, came out pretty quick. Just remember the fact that, just remember that, that James Bond has got to be, he's older, he's rugged, but he also has a disposition as much as he's about queen and country and this and that he doesn't have a good relationship with mi6 he's got it he's kind of got he's kind of like in a way a renegade in a way he does he's like a, he is an anti-hero yeah. i honestly think there's only two people that i would say could do it um clive owen clive owen because there's a scene where george lazenby looks in a certain way and i go looks like fucking clive owen <laughs> and he has an attitude the only other person I think, if you want to go ahead and and be open to every ethnicity and, and race, I just uh, I just Elba Elba whatever Idris Elba yeah. yeah Idris Elba, I think that Idris Elba is is rugged enough. Look at him on Luther. That's so. This that's, is uh, completely my opinion. You're free to disagree with it. Uh, I I do. <laughs> I think James Bond is quintessentially a white dude. Oh yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I, like, I do. I believe he is too. I believe he's there's a, a there's a sort of he's... pompous arrogance that like it kinda has to be a white dude. Well, yeah, don't get me wrong, but they if you ever that's about I said the same thing when, when they were talking back in the day when they were like, Oh, recasting Doom, recasting Doom, recasting Doom. 
And I was like, gotta be a guy, gotta be a guy. Doom, Doom, Dr. Doom. Oh, I was like, I was like, it better not be anyone but a guy. They're like Eva Green. I'm like, I'm like, they go, Eva Green. I'm like, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, dude. It's just, it's, I think that he's got to, I agree with you on that. I would, I would put forward and it's going to be too much and he'd never do it, do both of these at the same time. But like, I think Pattinson could do it. But he's already playing fucking Batman, so there's no way that he's doing double duty on both of these. But the question is with that is how long is this Batman universe actually going to go on for, considering how James Gunn's redoing all the DC extended stuff? Yeah, he's already said that this. So I know we're getting a second. Yeah, I know we're going to get at least a second, but do we we don't know if we're getting anything after. Is well, we're why, it's so Elseworlds, it, I think, is what they've decided oh, to true, do with true, it. Yeah, so either either or. I mean, anyway, but I I, I, I even even, even so, I just think it's going to be too much for him. So my other my other choices were Andrew Garfield, who'd need to get kind of like buffer than he is no. to do it. <laughs> It's it's not the most ideal choice. I was just trying to find someone to say. And then the other he's, one's James McAvoy, which is he might be a little small for James Bond, but Andrew Garfield's not American, he's English. Yeah, he's English. He? Yeah, he's oh, English. Yeah. He just he's just so English and he does such a good job in American when he does his regular voice, it sounds like a, a complete fake. But um, yeah, absolute dream is Pattinson, I guess, though. Would you would you so, be would you be open to a series like the way that they did um Jack Ryan? Yeah. Like but from I didn't watch English Jack story. Ryan. But they continued the Jack Ryan story. They continued that story from Tom Clancy, that character. Would you be open to an earlier James Bond and what he had to deal with? Oh, I'm fully I, on I board with these going back to the sixties. I want all no, of I, these stories to take place in the sixties and be silly again. I mean a pre double O. Like a completely pre-double-O. I don't know. So you're, you're like saying uh, before he gets the title, before he gets a position. Yeah, like what he did to what he did to earn that ability to become a double-O. I'm going to say no because I don't care and it's not what James Bond is about. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. All right. So, so. so I'll say so I'll say my the one I picked for Bond because I kind of went back through how all of these other Bonds were set up and other than connery which is a lot of them came in as a virtual unknown with maybe one to two titles to their name like notable massive titles so i the one i picked was and again has shown in film that he could do more experience he was in 1917 and he was in munich the edge of war which is i think is very decent (laughs) no oh dear god no (laughs) um i actually picked george mckay who is the, is the lead from he's a lead from 1917 george mcfly <laughs> guy gets hurt falling out of trees <laughs> mr winston or is it yeah. mr kid whoever it was it's mr mr wit it's mr wit's kid <laughs> what about tom hiddleston Loki he's himself. i have tom hiddleston for a later category he's a he's, so, a, he's a bit too twinky <laughs> oh his henchman could be his henchman could be fucking Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Okay. I have two I'm, perfect I'm, Bond girls that like. Oh, I've got one. I've got one. I'm ready. I, I have one. I, I have, have one. I got two. And one of them's so Bob, obvious. Who, wait, 
Wait, wait, wait. Did, Bob, did you tell us who you thought? No. Oh, no. sorry. Go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. That's all right. No, it's all good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I really don't know who I think would be good. I mean, I've heard the, the Idris Elba uh, talk a lot, and that's who I've heard the most talk about. And I, I think he'd be great. But I, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I, I know he's older, but Robert Downey Jr. would do a good job, I think, you know, if you think about it, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I just That's can't fathom them not casting another British person again after George Lazenby. Yeah, no, you're right. But, I mean, he could do an English accent. I mean, he, he did. Wait a minute. Connery's Scottish, so you, you don't even, you, you got nothing. To well, United Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he he did uh, he did um, Sherlock Holmes, you know. Yeah. So. No, I, I don't doubt his ability to do it. I just like the you know the broccolis being the broccolis. I just don't know if they'll go for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, did you Jim, give us did one? Did you? Uh... Yeah. Huh. Did I? Who do you? Yeah. As you put Tom Middleton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Idris Elba. Anyway, Bond girls. Oh, Alexandra Daddario. It's yeah. the obvious oh, I... answer. Oh. Yeah. oh. Love that girl. <laughs> it's the very, very obvious answer is Alexandra Daddario. The other one so, who's not quite old enough yet is Sydney Sweeney. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. Oh, eventually, eventually, it's it's coming. So I'm, I'm assuming you watched the first season of True Detective, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my no. God. All right, we don't. Okay. We don't need so, to get into it. <laughs> let's. <laughs> The thing is, okay, so the thing is, this is what I want you guys to realize, is that Bond girls, to me, have always been exotic, um, hard to hard to obtain, uh, basically a femme fatale. They're not the sacrificial lamb. We're not talking sacrificial lamb here, which is yeah. what plenty of tool is and all that. So almost like, is is this one going to betray him at any point? And there's one person I can think of that's so uniquely exotic looking and sleek um, and moves with a sleekness to me. And the person who I think it should be is Anna Taylor-Joy. I could get on board with that. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I don't feel that 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 one. I love her, but I don't feel that one for some reason. I could see that in a heartbeat. Yeah. She's young. Don't get me wrong. She is young. But if you wanted to go back to the sixties, then yeah. I mean, look at look at what is it? Midnight in Soho. So, last night. In last Soho, night yeah. in Soho. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah. I need to think on that one. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Do we have. I, I, have, I so, have one that would that could be a Helen Merrill. <laughs> I I would say um, Gal Gadot. That one I'm really not feeling. Be, you know, the the bad guy. You know, I I think that she could be very interesting. Like a Grace Jones type, where she's like the henchman. No, not as a henchman. Aubrey Plaza. Jesus. No, that definitely doesn't feel right. Yeah, it could feel right. Oh my god. I I I have two that I thought of and first one i went with is someone who it's not like the exotic pick but it is more of she's 
she's half British and she's half French. So it kind of could work as on an exotic because she also does um, just mainstream French films. Um, and that's Emma Mackey from Sex Education. And mm, yeah, she, I think I she easily about. could be. Yeah. So, um, and then my second one, just with going for more down the Ana de Armas, No Time to Die standard of a Bond girl, I think Zendaya could absolutely knock it out of the park. Hmm. Maybe. I could, I could see that one. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. This just I mean, who's Sydney Sweeney? Is that the girl from from Euphoria? Yeah, yes, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. And she was yeah. in White Lotus as well. Yeah, also yeah. That. And she's she's in she's in some new thing about like being an informant or some shit. Her name's really it. weird. Her name's like a sentence. It's it's very strange. It's like yeah, yeah. The, the I know which one you're talking about. The name's really weird. Do we have any directors? I don't have one. I just want it to be made by some guy. I think these movies are best off when they're not made by an auteur. I think it's best when they're just like, hey, can you make the next Bond film? We need this done. The only thing, has did Danny Boyle actually get one yet? No. Did he, I don't think he's... No. At this point, I don't think he's ever going to. I'd really like to... I don't know, man. Like, I just don't have any... I don't... Well, he was, have, like, he was have, going to have, do No Time to Die for, like... A little bit, and then they went back on it, I think. Yeah, they screwed him a bunch. They yes. screwed him on Quantum of Solace. They screwed him on this. And it's just... Uh, the only thing I think that Danny Boyle could do in the Bond universe would be if it was a period piece in the 60s. But again, it's like, are you going to reboot it again? I mean, come on. It's just... I mean, they are. Whatever, Whatever's next, they have to. That's the thing. Is there ever really a reboot? They, Daniel Craig is the first reboot. This this one Not has bad. to be because, and this is why I kind of don't like the Craig series, is that they went for a hard continuity, and I don't think Bond should have a hard continuity. Like, that's just not mm -hmm. what the character's meant for in my eye. I didn't I realize know. how campy he was until we started watching everything. Like, just how yeah. it was so, like, oh, are you joking? You know that that to me it it kind of shattered the whole idea. It's like he's not campy in my book, but then you go, yeah, he really is. Yeah, he's yeah. a campy. So in, in that yeah. case, you know, you could try somebody like Guy Ritchie. Yeah, I, I Guy Ritchie's been. I, I Guy Ritchie was one of the ones I have as well. I have I have three. So yeah, I I said I said Guy Ritchie, Matthew Vaughn, who has done all the Kingsman films. Okay, I think he could do a really good job with it. And then I went in auteur for the third one because I, because just with how much I liked how Sam Mendes did his two films, and I said Denny Villeneuve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. I think he could do a phenomenal job with it because he's incredible yeah. at world building, which we've seen yeah. multiple times. But if that's a thing. I think that it's beneath him. I think it's so beneath him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really. It, it, it's just such a beneath. It, I that's the thing. I, mean, I need I these was, to go back to being B movies. I don't know, man. I I don't think that they ever will, because because especially now that they have Apple backing them, because Apple bought MGM, so or it's Amazon. Gonna be, they're going right? to be high production. Amazon, Amazon bought. Oh yeah, Amazon. Amazon. Which I don't understand. Oh, yeah. It's like why can't yeah. you stream every fucking Bond film on goddamn Prime? Because they sold the rights to yeah. somebody four years back, and then they sold them to another person four years back, and we got to like track down the whole line to find where the movie is. I was just amazed that, yeah. that Sky. I was amazed that Skyfall was on Netflix. Yeah, 
Yeah, so because I, I, I remember when we did the first episode on Bond that uh, on the first three uh, Bond movies that I watched. I don't know how many on on Netflix, uh, not on Netflix, Prime. on Amazon, and I went back. I couldn't find them. Yeah, yeah. just like what you were saying. Yeah. <sighs> All right, so, villains, man. A... Do we have any villains that we want to see? John Hamm. Not going to make Idris Elba uh, um, the next Bond. Yeah, I put him in my villain nice category. Villain. I think he'd he'd make a good Bond villain. No, he's going to be like the Black Superman. I'm like Black Superman. I mean, that's that was a Fast and Furious movie. That was my I'm other Idris one. Elba. My other one feels insane that they haven't done this yet. Gary Oldman. He's so old. That was man. in my consideration as well. I, I mean, some of them <laughs> were old. So old. It's fine. My last one though, it might be better for a henchman, but Ram Sharan from RRR. I think would make an amazing either henchman or villain in a Bond movie. I agree with you on that. Have okay. we had a have we had an Indian villain yet? I don't know. I haven't seen all of these, so I don't know. I think um this gentleman who's in Sweet Tooth right now, who plays um he plays a scientist. He's an Indian Indian um he's an Indian scientist. I think that if we had someone that just he doesn't have to be the muscle. He just has to be the the brains. I mean, I'm sorry, you can't beat. You just can't beat Christoph Waltz. He's just so good. He's so good at being I, gross. As so, it, I just don't know how they could re. I don't know how they could redo it because they already killed him off as Blofeld. No, but I'm saying is just you can't. You you took the good the guy that's a good villain, and now it's like okay, so yeah. now we we need someone who is a bit more vulnerable, so he has a lot more muscle. Um, so things like if you had the gentleman from Sweet Tooth and then you had the guy from RRR, that might be a good combo. Yeah. I mean, so I had, I have, I have two that I, I have one that's more of a straightforward, which was Tom Hiddleston. I figure, I think he, he's shown from the Marvel stuff. He can play a very good villain. And then my second one was kind of a little bit of a left field one, but I think Jeremy Strong could do mm. a very good villain because i mean we've seen what he can do in succession yeah so. i could get down with that i could get down with jeremy strong i'm always a fan of mark strong <laughs> seriously I am. Uh, I am he, he see he he him, should him be like tar. him and tar yeah he should be the new q i feel he yeah he would he would be good, he would be good. <laughs> yeah he'd be perfect for that yeah bob All do you right, have any um, uh any villains to suggest well I I uh I was actually thinking uh about bonds also because I I want to just go quick back to that. Yeah. I didn't really have a, a great one. Charlie Hunnam. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I feel like he's young enough but still got the older feel now. Yeah. And he's he's proven he can do a lot of things. He don't always get the best scripts, but he can do a lot of shit. So I uh I think he would be a good Bond. But, you're a big fan. Uh, you're a big fan, aren't you? Of, of Charlie. Of, I, Charlie I, am. of I am. Is it any in particular that you're a bigger fan of? Uh that. what do you mean? Any movies of his? Yeah, any particular Charlie Hunnam movies that you you feel attached to? Well, I do feel attached to one, but I'm not that's not my favorite. <laughs> Why is that? Because I was in one. <laughs> all right well well go ahead plug it now well i, I was in jungle land i was an extra in jungle land that's cool man 
Yeah. But uh, no, but I mean, like even his King Arthur movie was really, in my opinion, better than people gave it credit for. You know what I mean? Like I, I thought it was pretty, pretty cool. You know, he does more things than you think he does that are that are decent. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, he did the one with um, with uh, what's his name, Spider Man. He, he did the one where Andrew he was Garfield, explore- Tom Holland, Tom Which Holland, one? where he was in, he was in Tom oh. Holland, where he was an explorer. Oh, uh, uh, the Lost City of Z. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see that one. Yeah, is it but good? It's, it's just a mediocre movie. It's, but yeah. it's, it's yeah. good. It's a more serious movie than just you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and as far as villains, if we're going back to villains real quick, um, I, I definitely think uh, he's gotten a chance to be a henchman before in, in some silly stuff, but Crispin Glover. Yeah. <laughs> How old is Crispin Glover at this point? I don't know, but he'd be a good villain. Isn't he like yeah. insane now? Doesn't doesn't he he's just insane. do like he wild insane, insane shit? That's true, but he was still working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, he does stuff here and there, you know. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I think with I just found Bob on IMDb. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what is Plaga Zombie? Uh, Plaga Zombie is a uh, it's a sequel to a trilogy of movies called from called Plaga Zombie, and uh, it's actually it's actually pretty good. It's a horror comedy. <laughs> Very good. Uh, that that I did make up for. Oh, <laughs> all right. That's cool. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I do, I do want to bring up um, Moonraker really quick because uh, there's uh, something in the movie that is actually um, really cool. The movie features um, orphans in space. space. All right. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> That Thank means we can end the episode. All right, we've we've gone on longer than uh, uh, diamonds are forever, so we'll uh, we'll yeah. stop this. Thank you guys. See Appreciate you guys it. later. Thank you for Thanks listening. Thanks for having us. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. All right. Bye. 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 All right. Going to bed. Later. Bye. been up to because he's done he did like two a little amazing mermaid. he has a film a he has mermaid. a film coming out in two weeks that everybody is absolutely psyched for called the little mermaid where he does king triton oh dune, dune part two yes, dune, dune, dune chapter two it's really him playing the king triton yeah, yeah. unfortunately yes it oh, i man. i saw a preview for it this morning it in theaters it looked terrible <laughs> yeah, I don't I, really care I, way about that movie, but let's on. let's like, not give any of the Disney live action remakes any sort of airtime on this show. I I won't allow this. I, I refuse to talk about them. They're garbage, and I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs>